You're listening to a Big Finish production. Ah, Bernice, here's the story so far. What are you doing up a tree? I'm a gardener. Right. What are you doing up a tree? This is the Big Finish podcast zooming right at you on the 23rd of September 2018. God, it really did zoom at me. Yes, well, we're here. You're there. Let's get together. This is your audio window into the audio book and audio drama world of Big Finish Productions. Window. Windows 98. <laughs> I'm Benji Clifford. He's Nick Briggs. Yes, and I'm 98. It's all horribly true. Uh, this is our weekly podcast, out every Sunday, come rain or shine, and I'm reliably informed that if you're listening in the UK, it's going to be very, 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 very rainy. So shut out the dreadful weather and shut in my dreadful voice and engage <laughs> your ear things. Coming up, all your favourite podcast features. In a moment, we take a look at the latest releases with clips and reviews. That'll be followed by the Big Finish news. Then, listeners' emails. After that, Big Finish composers Howard Carter and Jamie Robertson will be chatting about their incredible theme tune work for Big Finish. Incredible. Incredible. Most, most exciting. Uh, Then, following a random archive selection from our Randomoid Selectatron, we'll be teasing you with the first 15 minutes of this month's Bernie Summerfield 20th anniversary celebration drama, The Story So Far. And if you're listening, someone's yeah. cutting tiles outside. Are they? There's a this goes, ah, dust yeah. everywhere. Typical. Uh, I love that title, The Story So Far. It's very mm. nice. It's oh. good, it's good. Yeah. Um, uh, do you fancy uh, the sound of that? I certainly yes. do, of course. Yes. Sounds pretty good to me. Uh, come with us. It's the latest releases. And this week we're talking about The Avengers, Too Many Targets, Lady ah. Christina and Shilling and Sixpence Investigate. Oh, come on, Steed. Where have you got to? Surely on a day like today we should be punting on the Thames. Or picnicking in the New Forest. Oh well. Tara King, is that you, Steed? I'm afraid not, Miss King. Mother? The final wicket. You know it? That rotten old pub? Yes, of course I do. Meet me there. Private function room, immediately. Oh. If one must. So, with its release delayed because of a collection of entirely random, unfortunate factors that we won't trouble you with here, but huge apologies to you all. The Avengers. Too many targets. Long awaited, just out. No big reviews yet, but worth mentioning Geek Myths on Twitter saying, I'm late to the party with hashtag too many targets. I don't think you are. It's simply brilliant. Funny and wonderfully true to the TV. Nice review. Who knows what fate might hold in store? Where can I drop you off? The Hotel de la Mer. What an astounding coincidence. That's where I'm staying. Goodness. Which room? 800. The bridal suite. Are you perhaps a very fast mover or just jaw-droppingly optimistic? It's very spacious. And it has an excellent wall safe. You? The penthouse. The views are divine. Would you like to see them? 
Well, Sci-Fi Bulletin is playing catch-up with Lady Christina. The other reviews were out a while ago, but Alistair Stewart from SFB at Sci-Fi Bulletin gives him a rather guarded welcome. Ryan is a great lead. Is that Ryan O'Neill, do you think? Michelle Ryan, isn't it? (laughs) Yes, I know. (laughs) No, it's, it's Ryan saving Private Ryan. Um, Ryan is a great lead. Christina is one of the great untapped resources of the show. And pairing Ryan with Brown is it's inspired. Warren Brown, isn't oh, it? Yeah, it's Warren Brown. Is, yeah. that, what is, it? is he some sort of like uh, public school master? Brown um, and Ryan. Brown, stand Ryan. up. <laughs> Late again, are you? To the back. I hate it when reviewers don't say people's names properly, when they just give them surnames. It seems so sort of. Um, you know, when I get these things saying, Briggs has clearly... what well, Briggs? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Briggs, you're late. <laughs> Five lines on the board. <laughs> it could be worse. It could, it could be, you know, first name sort of stuff, you know. Yeah, Nick did that, you know, but he's, uh, you know what I mean? Nicky you know, Michelle, Michelle and Warren, you know, they're inspired, you know what I'm saying? Um, but carrying on with this particular view. Uh, plus, the season is to be applauded for choosing its era so clearly and definitively. This is a very good start, but not a great one. But that's okay. Oh, I suspect thanks. this particular flying bus has plenty of stops to take yet. That's a 7 out of 10. I love it when they say it's okay. Okay, thanks. Thanks for letting us off. He does, however, particularly like the story in it entitled Skin Deep by James Goss, uh, saying it is one of the five best individual stories Big Finish have released this year. It really is that good. Listen, Alistair has said some great things about our productions over the years, so I'm not going to give him a hard time. Well, I suppose I already have. You already have, mate. But we give him nine out of ten for his support for Big Finish can't knock a 9 out of 10 can you really nah. can't knock it bit of an odd time to be playing musical tunes well you yes, say sergeant it certainly is the genuine article and quite frankly sensational as well as extremely rare and the machine itself it's an hmv 102 magnificent if you don't mind saying so yes well you could have it if you like you could have all the gramophone records as well i oh. never liked the wretched things it's extremely generous ah there you are, Jacqueline. Lady Pluck, I presume. Detective Inspector Cribbage, Truro Police. And this is Detective Sergeant Salt. I'm sorry to interrupt the party. Party? But... What do you mean? Oh, forgive me, Inspector. Miss Sixpence and her friend, Mr... Um... Schilling. And finally, our latest Big Finish original gets a lovely review from Sci-Fi Pulse. Nigel Fares managed to find angles on cosy mystery tropes that were refreshingly different. Whilst not straying too far from aspects of the genre that bring audiences back for more, I would like to thank the entire Big Finish crew for crafting a review-proof experience. (laughs) I look forward to subsequent box sets in the Morlington Mysteries range. Oh, wouldn't that be good? Definitely, definitely. I'd love to do more. Um, It's a lovely review. I love the idea that it's review-proof. Not sure what that means. But anyway, it's good. It's all good. Off to London? Yes. Day trip, is it? But I'm off to collect my sister. She wants me to fetch her down to Cornwall before... Mm, Before Mr Hitler invades us. I suppose so, yes. I keep telling her that if the Germans do arrive, they'll probably come to the coast first, but she won't be told. I suppose that's the fairer sex for you. I'm not not really an expert myself. And there you have it. Uh... 
more pontifications by the reviewers out there next week uh, thanks for loving our stuff we only love you when you love our stuff obviously <laughs> it's a one way <laughs> street otherwise yeah yeah otherwise we're just a bit narked and passive aggressive <laughs> or just downright aggressive oh, it's you know it's all a bit of a lark, isn't it? Oh, uh-huh. oh yes, yes. Oh, oh it's not like Churchill the dog. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Well, that's how it works, isn't it? Oh, yes. <laughs> Coming up soon, listeners, emails in which Benji gets very excited. Rather. Um, well, as always. Um, but before that megatastic explosion of electronic delight, it's time for the ruddy Big Finish news. <laughs> And in the news this week, The Seventh Doctor, The New Adventures. More big finish on vinyl, Doctor Who, short trips, a small semblance of home, Star Beast, and The Fourth Doctor faces up to the Sinestrin Kill. Or it could be Sinestrin, I can't remember, we recorded it so long ago. Um, so yes, Who knows? first up, hot off the press. Oh, oh my... F- ah! Oh, somebody get the water. This brand new trailer. I'll go and get the water. Dead. 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 Now let's be gentle about how we tell the others. We don't want to start a panic. Oh. Are you going to say it or shall I? Come on. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Doctor Who. The Seventh Doctor New Adventures. Volume 1. I see three humans, two male, one female. They've got a thing with them. A thing? Be more precise. Okay. Three people and a box. An actual box. Those are rather big guns for one so young. That's a rather big mouth for one so old. Who are you? My friends call me the Doctor. I didn't catch your names. I'm Ros Forrester. This is Chris Quetch. This is your challenge. A challenge quite different than any you may have faced before. When the timer runs out, your time runs out. Unless you can find out how to escape. How charming. A mysterious island, a group of strangers, a dash of mathematics, and a dollop of inclement weather. (laughs) Swim for shore! We have to swim for shore! Everyone, jump! Green! We voted against this! I can't protect you from a punishment if you disobey the vote. No, no, put that gun away! Please! Ah! Attack incoming! They're counting down! Five, four, three, two, two one! Big finish. We love stories. Something's coming to play. And the seventh doctor. <laughs> thank you for the water. I just have a bit of water, actually. Ah, thank you, Scary. Yeah, I might join you, actually. Mm. Oh, dear. That's been in here since yesterday. Oh. Stagnant is the word. Is I think you're Oh, I think I may be dead by the end of the podcast. <laughs> uh, yes, the seventh doctor. The, but a bit of an overreaction there, Briggs. Uh, Briggs. Briggs. Briggs <laughs> overreacted, I'm afraid. Uh, that's my review of this. I, I'm uh, expelling him. <laughs> the, the seventh daughter of the new adventures sorry I haven't succeeded in saying that yet stars Sylvester McCoy of course as the doctor with Yasmin Bannerman as Roz and Travis Oliver as Chris it features four stories the trial of a time machine by Andy Lane brilliant concept Vanguard by Steve Jordan the Jabari countdown it might, I suppose it might be Jabari 
but I don't think I like, so. I like the word. I was just, when you said it, I thought Jabari, Jabari is a really good yeah. word, isn't it? The Jabari like Jum- Jumanji, isn't it? Yes. By Alan Flanagan and The Dread of Night by Tim Foley. And it's out in November this year. Cool, blimey. Get ready for that one, definitely. Well, following the sellout success of our vinyl releases in Sainsbury's and HMV earlier this year, we've announced two more exclusive releases in the UK. Exciting! Yeah, yeah. that stagnant water, I really wish. <laughs> it reminds me, what was it? Uh, I was reading about an HMS Victory. Quite often, you know, on a long voyage, they would have to strain the stagnant water through their handkerchief to drink it because it had algae in it and all that. Anyway, uh, HMV will release Doctor Who Cold Vengeance. Yes, I haven't got a (laughs) handkerchief. Imagine using a paper tissue. (laughs) (laughs) Stop showing off with your fresh water. Uh, Cold Vengeance starring David Tennant and Billy Piper on the 5th of October 2018. Sainsbury's will release Doctor Who Zygon Hunt starring Tom Baker and Louise Jameson on the 19th of October 2018, funnily enough. Of the Zygon Hunt release, the fourth Doctor Tom Baker said, Well, I'm at the disposal of the fans who created me and sustained me. If they want me flat and round and vinyl and spinning too, well, I'm their who to wit to woo. He actually emailed me that. I said, have you got a quote for us, Tom? Came straight back with that. Uh, And here's a reminder of those stories in a bit of a mashup. We have slept long enough. It is time to exact our vengeance. Please report to reception at your earliest convenience. What are you doing on this planet? Just pop by for a look. I've always heard it was rather a lovely spot. What is that? A crab. A robot crab. A wrecker. I haven't seen one of these in ages. Yeah, but still, robot crab. Robot saboteur, used by space privateers to scuttle ships on the board. Privateers. This is the planet Garros, by the way. I looked it up before we landed. You have been here before? No, but I've been meaning to visit for a long time. Cold Star is melting. Out this week, the latest from our short trips range, bite-sized Doctor Who stories narrated by actors from the series, just the sort of thing to have a listen to on the way to work, or the gym, or in the park, or just wandering around aimlessly seeking the meaning of life, or maybe a coffee, or a glass of stagnant water, (laughs) or ginger pop. Well, Lucas Aid. I mean, there's just oh, the, the yeah. possibilities are, are endless, aren't they, really? Or if you're yes, in my literally. case right now, I've ran out of mm. regular tea bags, and so now I'm having Earl Grey tea, which tastes Ugh. a little bit like an old lady. Um, it does. It just tastes like old, sort of flowery perfume, doesn't it? It's oh, I see. Not, not very yeah. nice, not very nice. But anyway, no. uh, the story is by Paul Phipps and it's called A Semblance of Home and it's performed by the ever popular, ever brilliant Carol Ann Ford. Here's a clip. She finds Ian at the door to the console room, watching the doctor carefully studying the position of each lever on the console. She flicks over a couple of pages in the notebook. Ian, how long were we on... He waves his hand and she stops. Shh, he says in a conspiratorial whisper. Look at him. He'll stand there, just staring at the switches. He'll pause, move one an inch and then... Look, look there. He's 
doing it now. And then he'll move it right back, as if he's made a terrible mistake. Look, there, see? He swears he knows what he's doing, but I don't think he's got a clue. A few weeks ago, we thrilled you with the long-awaited announcement of Doctor Who, the comic strip adaptations, revealing that the Iron Legion and Star Beast from Doctor Who Weekly by the legendary Pat Mills and adapted by the almost equally legendary Alan Barnes legendary, uh, will be released in March 2019. We released a clip of uh, the Iron Legion. Now it's time for something tantalising from the Star Beast. <laughs> Nine o'clock on Wednesday, the 20th of February, 1980. Ah! I'm a monster. I'm a monster. Fudge! You're a wazzock. That's what you are. Nearly scared us to death. Hyperspace jump completed. Planet Sol 3 in sight. That is where the radiation trail leads. It is, sir. Then pinpoint the target at once. Run, Shad, run! Fudge! I think he's crying. Don't get too close, he might have space mange. He was bleeding, remember? Hola! I said, hola! Look, whoever you are, the least you could do for a fellow whose space-time ship you shanghaied is hola, back. And finally, in January 2019, fourth Doctor Tom Baker embarks on a new series of adventures with a brand new companion. Yeah. Just after the departure of Leela, when he's about to open the box with the new canine in it, the Doctor finds himself on Earth in the 20th century, and he meets an extraordinary woman. Here's a very early clip of the Doctor and new companion WPC Anne Kelso, played by the ever-brilliant Jane Slavin. Who are you, and how come you've got a magic police box? I'm the Doctor, and this is my ship. This is a ship? And I came here to find a source of a warped field damper. Did you notice anything unusual? <laughs> You're asking me about unusual in here? I'm talking about the shop. The field was strongly focused on it. What's your name, by the way? Anne Kelso, WPC-166. Ah, my three lucky numbers. I'll call you Anne. Well, anything unusual? Well, there was something. Ah? Uh -huh. My radio wouldn't work, and there was a strange sound from the telephone line. A warped field damper would have just that effect, but it's far too sophisticated to use for jamming Earth technology. There must be something else. Earth technology? Uh, are you saying you're not from Earth? Well, that depends. On what? On your reaction, if I say yes. Mm. And that's it from the news. Um, any of you wanting an update on the download button? Uh, that's um, uh, There's something about that in the email section. <sighs> little throw forward to the emails there. Whoop, throw forward. Oh, have you ended the news yet? No, I was waiting for you. Oh. I think there was a hiccup on the internet, so I didn't hear what you were saying. Oh, I can't remember what I was saying now. Just rubbish, really. Just going about how much I like emails, probably. Oh, don't do that. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. No, oh, quite, quite. Well, I suggest you end the news, old boy, and, and we'll, we'll get cracking. God. Coming up very soon, we delve back into the worlds of Big Finish musical maestros, Jamie Robertswin. Mr. Robertswin? <laughs> you see, I've got the same problem that Jamie Anderson had the other day, that we were having a FaceTime conversation and he was trying to say finger sandwich. And every time he tried to say it, he said finguist sandwich. Finguist. <laughs>
And he, and he literally kept saying it was getting more and more cross with himself. I eventually sent him a, an audio message with me as a Dalek saying, would you like a fingerless sandwich? <laughs> so classy. So classy. Anyway, uh, Jamie Fingers Robertson and Howard Carter. Uh, and we listened to some of their loveliest work. But before that, strap down your VDU. Do you know what a VDU is? Video display unit. Oh, I wondered whether that had passed into, you know ancient history for oh, you youngsters well there we go you see you can't catch an old man like me out <laughs> because it's time for listeners emails oh god emails i mean oh. there's just so many of them they come in from oh. all different directions from all over the world some underwater some over water some into space and back again all what? of them are top quality that's what makes emails so brilliant uh, and the best thing is anybody can send them well providing they've got an email address and a computer well, yeah, or a yeah. smart a smart device um and it's if you nice. want to email in, get in touch, have a chat with us, uh, you can do. Just send uh, an email to podcast at bigfinish.com and, and we'll, and we'll be, be there for you. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 So first up, then, this one here is from Darren Purdy. Dear Sir Nicholas de Briggs and Benji <laughs> Von Clifford. Oh, I like huh. that. Please stop. Don't stop. Um, so it's been a while <laughs> since my email about the third Dr. Cods. That's uh, brackets there and a little smiley face emoji. Laughing, uh, crying, actually. Laughing, crying. Yes, crying, that one. Crying, yeah. yeah, my probably my most used emoji actually. Out of what them was all. the third Doctor Cods? Was he saying CDs and he'd accidentally typed Cods? I think it was something like that. I vaguely remember this. I do remember this. Yeah, I do. But good old, I love mm. a love a good card. Um, <laughs> that I I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, and in time for my ear, things uh, have been busy. Um, ninth. 10th and 11th Doctor Chronicles really enjoyed this approach the stories move along at a pace and are engaging well plotted and at times pack emotional punches that you don't see coming Sylvia Noble's reactions to the 10th Doctor's predicament for example is frighteningly familiar in society and quite the social comment beautifully performed might I add mm -hmm. so Quick question. I note that these issues are classified as volume one in each case, and indeed on each case, but uh -huh. the slip cases for 10 and 11 seem to have dropped that. Can I just imagine we'll be seeing volume twos in the future? Ne? Well, the slip cases don't have the volumes on, do they not? Well, that's what I call a mistake. Um, <coughs> uh, certainly, we'd like to do some more. Uh, uh, no solid plans at the moment, but that's something worth reviewing. Yeah, good point. There you go. You've heard it from the Briggs himself. Uh, carrying on here with the email. So, I then finally got round to buying and listening to Terrorhawks. And oh dear me, but a masterclass in capturing the feel of an era whilst expanding the universe brilliantly. And as for that ending, I have to say and urge other listeners to do so too. That scroll it sounded like you were going to uh, slag it off there, but then, then you recover. You went, oh dear me. But actually it was, oh dear me. <laughs> Wasn't it? Oh dear me. Oh dear me. Oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> oh, de oh dear me. Oh. Who knows? You know, that's, that's the beauty of words, isn't it? You never quite know what you're getting no. to get. So what was he saying? He said, I have to say and urge other listeners to do so too, that scrolling through the Big Finish back catalogue on the website has never failed to throw up something that catches my eye. Never mm. failed to throw up. <laughs> um, 
Okay. You went there. I went there. I did it. You know, it's it's, it's one forty-one p.m. I'm allowed to. It's past the lunchtime watershed. Um, yes, listeners just don't know the hell we've been through of trying to make this podcast work with the computer don't. spontaneously turning itself off. Yeah, my computer just turned off, uh, and then Nick had to dash off, didn't you? Yeah, and then my son was taken ill at school. Nothing serious. I would go so far as to say something completely fallacious, actually. But anyway, <laughs> um, uh, I uh, yes, I, I had to go and um, it was a false illness. Uh, Very it, it's serious. It's the kind of illness where a little boy feels a little bit off, mentions it to a teacher, so they immediately say, "You have to go home." That's the, them's the rules. Them's so the yes, rules. it's all been a bit chaotic in the middle of this podcast. It has, and then and then my final straw was when I went to make a jacket oh. potato for my lunch, and it exploded in the microwave. <laughs> So well, uh, I saw news of it on Twitter. Oh, it's well, a national emergency. It was a national emergency. You see, this is the thing when you when you work from home, uh, you end up just posting the most mundane things on Twitter in in that blind hope that other people will sympathise with you. <laughs> um, needless to say, I ate what was left over of well the jacket done. potato. Had to be done. But anyway, back uh, onto the email here. Oh yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that thing. Um, we got here. Okay, before I outstay my welcome, I'm now about to embark on the secret diary of Riversong, aged, oh, I mean series four, of your excellent Riversong oh, adventures. And funny. I wonder if I'm alone in my ritual of almost always going back to the previous releases to listen from the start to Ooh. build my anticipation as I get closer to the new release. So I'm starting once again with series one, and then we'll listen right through until I'm face to ears with the Discordia. <sighs> Maybe it's just me, but it also helps fill the time between other new releases dropping in my letterbox. Maybe it's just any excuse to listen again. It'll soon be the turn of the unit sets, and I can't wait, brackets, although I'm blinking well have to. <laughs> well, I think that's a perfectly reasonable thing to do, catch up if you've got the time. A lot of people say they don't have the time to listen to all of our stuff, and you're saying you're you're killing time waiting... <laughs> So you clearly have got the time. So well done. Thank you. Well, a good, wise way to spend time, I think, as well. well I would say so, yes. Yeah, I think Absolutely. so. <laughs> Very finally, how refreshing to see so many female-led adventure series finding their voices. Joining trailblazer Benny Summerfield, we've had River, then Jenny, then Christina, and coming soon Missy. Not mm. to mention Unit carrying on with Kate and Osgood at the helm. Glad to see the legacy of strong female characters emerging from the worlds of Doctor Who continues to find an audience. Quite right, too. I'll be off now to continue work on my musical, Don't Tell My Trousers, inspired by the podcast past. Nick, I, I feel a lawsuit coming on, Nick. Yeah, yeah, um, that's my copyright, Don't Tell My Trousers. I, I can't even remember why I said Don't Tell My Trousers now. It was, anyway. it was the Jamie thing, wasn't it? Oh, Don't Tell My Trousers. Was it? I think you were out for dinner, yeah, and uh, somebody ordered a dessert, a dessert and uh, it was either you or Jamie said, oh, don't tell my trousers. <laughs> I think that was it. Right, right. I, I am your official memory person. I, I, I'm my biographer. Yeah, I, I follow you around remembering things in case you forget them. <laughs> Thank you, dear boy. Thank you. That's your very, very, very very uh, welcome yes 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 uh, the email here says um, and leave uh, wishing you both well with my unrelenting appreciation for oh. big finish carry on sent carry on. from my future self in an attempt to avoid typos very yeah, wise typos very wise avoided. yes well done uh, Debbie Marquis been in touch hello Debbie uh, dear Nick and Benji I hope 
that you are both well. I enjoyed listening to your latest podcast, and I especially enjoyed your interviews with the composers. I couldn't help wondering if Howard Carter's version of the Doctor Who theme tune will be used for the upcoming New Adventures box set. Could you not help that? Um, Who knows? I don't know. I don't well... Know. I ain't doing I mean, it. I ain't sh- working on that sh- one, so who knows? Be, shouldn't it? Hmm. Uh, thank you also for clearing up the matter of the broken button. This is the downloads button for the podcast on the homepage of the Big Finish site. It had been annoying me not knowing why it wasn't working, especially as I like to download the podcast so that I can listen to it whilst I travel, something I cannot easily do from my phone. You do not yet have a Big Finish app for a Windows phone, <gasps> don't we? I thought... Uh, maybe not Android yeah but yeah uh, however sorry about that however I cannot help thinking that for those listeners who do not have access to a device from which to live stream it would have been helpful to have the instructions for accessing the download on the podcast details page together with a warning about the button being broken well that's the thing you see and that would be sensible Debbie but we didn't know about it until all that had been put up and then at the point I was told that the button wasn't working and you had to press control. I think you had to control chip. Tri- con- control click. I cannot speak. There's, uh, the download button wasn't working. Now my mouth isn't. Um, uh, by the time I'd been told about it and indeed announced the problem on the podcast, it was fixed. It was something to do with Google. What's that in front of your screen? <laughs> I don't know. I picked it up and it looks a bit like the roots from Death to the Daleks, doesn't it? It does. It. Some kind of subterranean wind effect. Who are you kidding? <laughs> Myself, chiefly. Um, a quote for every occasion. Yes, Death Marvelous. to the Daleks. You can rely on it for all wisdom. Anyway, yes, so, so that was the problem there. It was a Google thing. Let me just see if I can find the actual um, explanation. It's not a very good explanation, but it is an explanation. We believe we've tracked down the bug and fixed it, says Ed Hughes of Hughes Media. The cause was a Google Analytics tracking link that is used to monitor the number of podcast downloads. The code was not written well enough to cope with Google. (laughs) Sorry, to cope when Google didn't respond to the request to log the download. Instead of simply ignoring Google's unavailability, the website decided to stop the download. Frustrating. Sorry for the problems that this has caused. So they sorted it. I don't know why there was that problem, but there was, and blah, blah. (laughs) Still, you know, problems happen. That's life, isn't it, unfortunately? So there you are, Debbie. Really sorry about that. Keep up the good work, she says. I look forward to listening to your next podcast. Well, here it is. I don't know. Was it worth waiting for? On whichever device is the most convenient, I find a wax cylinder. Mm, Yes, I I find my mind... The windmills of my mind. Right. And finally, Kristen Nichols has a point about scented candles. This is the type of email I like. I like a good Sylvester McCoy scented candle. Hello, big Finnish gentleman. This is my first time emailing, and I wanted to make a comment in response to what you were talking about, uh, to when you were talking about the themed scented candles on uh, on Etsy last week and mentioned that they were unlicensed. 
Although it is true that most products on Etsy and other such sites are unlicensed, most of them are also created by fans out of love of either the franchise or the product that they are creating. Sadly, like everything, there are a few non-genuine people out there or companies operating under the guise of being fan creators who are not. I'm a fan creator myself. I create Doctor Who inspired jewellery and accessories. Although I don't have an online presence, I sell at local conventions and help raise money for the Doctor Who Club of Victoria, a non-for-profit Doctor Who fan club here in Australia. It's not a creator's intention to breach copyright. Most of us are inspired by things we love and want to share this with others. Many of us do creations as a hobby business and cannot afford the high license fees which can be afforded by companies who mass produce products. If copyright holders had a small cost fee to cover what we do, many of us would be happy to pay such. Thankfully, however, many copyright holders turn a blind eye to our unlicensed products, allowing us to continue to do what we love. I'm not sure if this is because they realise that we're just fans wanting to share with others, or if it's because we don't make enough out of our creations to warrant taking action. Either way, we do appreciate their indirect support, and the BBC being one of them. Many products, such as the candles, aren't even available as a licensed product, so by fans creating them, it gives people the chance to own something that would otherwise be unavailable. I hope this sheds a little light into the world of a fan creator. All the best from Australia. Kristen Nichols. Well, interesting one there. Um, you know, I think there's such a, a wealth of uh, creative content out there that people are making. It is lovely. And things like scented candles, I do think things like that are rather fun. I like the idea of that. Yes, I know. I mean, it's an interesting point, And absolutely, Kristen, I see what you're saying. And I think it's perfectly reasonable but i mean <clears throat> it's up to the copyright holder isn't it i mean it's their copyright and you saying well i don't make much money out of it you're still making some money out of it and even if you're not making it for profit it's still being spent on something isn't it uh so you know when someone owns something i think that i think possibly i can't speak on behalf of the bbc obviously but you know they have to make a decision whether something's a genuine uh, concern and it's as you say it's very difficult to tell and some people do maybe make a living out of running a very small business doing things that aren't licensed i suppose the way to think about it and it's not the case for doctor who because doctor who wasn't created by any one person but just imagine that you'd created something um, that you'd spent a lot of time and effort on, you know, created a TV series maybe. It was all your idea and your name's above the title. And, you know, it was Christine Nichols' Dr. Z or something. How would you feel if people started creating merchandise, however nice about it, but not acknowledging either, um, you know, factually or financially that it was owned by you, you know? I mean, of course, you might just you might say, well, I wouldn't mind at all, but it's difficult to tell if you're not in that position. I mean, they do own Doctor Who, and so it's theirs. So in order, and of course, for all the other people, like say Big Finish, who, you know, we have to pay the BBC money. That's how it works. Uh, all the people who are paying for a license, where do you work out where the cutoff point is on how much money that a fan creator makes, whether it becomes enough money to. Um, have to pay yeah. for the copyright do you see what i mean it's i'm not uh, coming down either side on the argument i'm just saying it's quite a difficult thing to work out it's not as clear-cut as you say i i was aware of all this 
but I think it's good that you wrote in to sort of, uh, you know, enliven the debate. Definitely uh, interesting. We, we seem know. we seem to have this habit of creating debates, don't we? We're, we're, wow, we're, we're quite quite the intellectuals. I, I feel. <laughs> I think that may be going a bit too far, <laughs> <laughs> um, I would like to say, from the point of view of an intellectual... Yes, but you uh, see what I mean? It's not a clear-cut issue, and it's difficult, I think. I imagine it would be quite difficult for the BBC to assess whether something is a, a genuine business making money out of something that they don't own, uh, that the person who's creating it d- doesn't own. I, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a tricky one, and... Not as clear-cut as perhaps your email is suggesting, in my view, anyway. But yes. It's just also, as as uh, a company that's licensed by the BBC, I realised that, you know, Benji was bringing up something that isn't licensed by the BBC, so I didn't want to be seen to be publicising it without at least mentioning that it may not be licensed material. No, it, put, it, puts, it puts us in a difficult position as well, because... You know, but I know, for example, there's there's um, Doctor Puppet, which is the, the lovely animated uh, stop motion animation Doctor Gorgeous. Who stuff, which was never licensed by the BBC. I'm thinking it's right, but the BBC kind of liked it and could see that it wasn't a money making thing, and it was something that was celebrating Doctor Who. Um, you know, but it's very difficult to make something like Doctor Puppet uh, and not make any m- money out of it. Not difficult not to make any money out of it because I think they just offered it up for free on YouTube, didn't they? But there yeah, again, they free. probably did they get ram- revenue from advertising on YouTube? Who knows? Who I don't know. Knows? I mean, because you know, massively difficult and technically demanding series to do, and it must have cost them lots of money, even if you are doing it in your kitchen in in a in an apartment somewhere, which I believe is what they were doing from the behind the scenes video. I was a huge fan of it. <laughs> it's glorious. Uh, I'm a huge fan of it. Um, but yeah, it's it's a difficult one, isn't it? You know. Where I remember a thing a while back where someone doing some audio series was mentioning Time Lords and TARDISes and things like that. And, you know, and no one was doing anything about it. But then I thought, well, we, we pay to use those concepts. If someone else is using them for free, then does, why should we be paying for it? You know, if it's, if it's free, for, do you see what I mean? It's a difficult I one, really. I think if you're making money out of things like with those, you know, I think it's good to, to make... I, I'm utterly behind fan creations and I think like fan films I think are really lovely things and something are very personal but at the same time yeah I think if you make money out of things you have to be very careful you have to tread so carefully because for yeah. that for that reason if people are paying um, people are paying money to use those assets uh, for whatever reason and then others aren't but are still benefiting from it's it difficult, then it, it's, isn't it? it's it's a really I, tough one I don't one. know what the answer is I mean I love the fact for example you know a bunch of Star Trek fans made that thing Star Trek continue oh so good as well really really well and you know and Paramount or, or whoever owns Star Trek now um, you know uh, absolutely let them do it and turned a blind eye to it because they they recognise that part of the celebration of a show that inspires creativity like Doctor Who like Star Trek is people being creative and if you stamp on that then that risks alienating the people it's sort of like punishing people for loving the thing that you do so that's the other side of the argument Kristen which is what I really I think you're talking about and you know I have huge sympathy for that I was I th- trying to tread a sort of uh, a line of reasonableness there and, and failing completely I think but uh, I really appreciate you writing in Kristen really do Thank you. 
Right, just a quick reminder of our competition. Uh, the prize, Bernice Summerfield, The Story So Far, Volume 1, One Remarkable Archaeologist, Three Remarkable Adventures, Time Travel, Earth Invaded, A Wedding, released to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the archaeologist and doctor's companion, Bernie Summerfield. We dramatised at the end of this very, very... We dramatise it at the end of this very, very podcast. Uh, that's the prize. Here's the question. Which TV Doctor Who story did Bernice Summerfield star actor Lisa Bowerman feature in? The subject line on your email should be Benny. The closing date for entries will be the 28th of September, the day before my birthday. Ha 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 ha. Just a little reminder there. And so then, there, we leave the emails and the competitions. We leave them. Farewell. Oh. We bid you farewell. It won't be long. You know, it's not long until we'll see you again. So, <sighs> you know, keep that in the back of your mind and uh, we'll yeah. be fine. Right then, coming up ever so soon is the Randomoid Selectatron. Benji presses a button on listener Hannah Newman's extraordinary site. And hey, presto, we get a random selection of something from the Big Finish archive. Then we chat about it. If we jolly well can, uh, we also give you 25% off whatever it is available at www.bigfinish.com forward slash offers forward slash V forward slash randomoid. It's easy to remember that one, isn't it? Yeah. And the code is buck up. I'm mentioning that now because I forgot to mention it last week. You know, I said, yeah, it's 25% off and then didn't tell anyone how to get it. Useless, Briggs. Useless. Buck up. It's buck up without a space, isn't it? buck up without a space it's all capitals no exclamation mark nothing just simple capital letters buck up b-u-c-k-u-p diddly do remember that folks i might remember to say it later when we're actually in the randomoid section but who knows anyway meanwhile it's time to rejoin our two jolly big finish composers howard carter and jamie robertson don't know why i said it like that Howard Carter. Okay, so you were mentioning units. Tell me how you went about that one. I love that unit theme. That's a yeah, that is great. Sounds fun. like a proper TV theme tune. So I, I mean, I, I do love writing the themes because it's kind of a bit like writing a short story because you've got to condense a huge amount of information into what, sort of thirty, mm. sixty seconds. So I always find it useful to try and pick out something that you're going to continue in the series, whether it's just a you know a melodic motif or a rhythm motif. And that one, because it was going to be quite upbeat and quite martial, I thought, well, I'll play around with some ideas for a, um, a rhythm, you know, a little rhythmic section that will um, be memorable. And I went through all these different ideas. And I can't remember what popped into my head, but I, want, I thought, unit, that's four letters. I wonder what that sounds like in Morse code. And went onto one of these little um, translate website things and just popped it in. And it had the best sort of rhythm. And I thought, yeah, that's it. And wow, just sort of put brilliant. it into a snare drum and then a few other drums and some uh, staccato violins and just thought that's going to work. And that was it. That was the backbone of the whole thing. And then just wrote around that um, little one bar rhythm. And uh, yeah, I, it, it's formed the backbone of the whole series, really. And it's nice because wow, when, you, when you have a little hook like that, it's like uh, I, Matt Fitton talks about it. He says whenever he walks past the Tower of London now, he hears that little rhythm. I think there you go.
Here's Jamie Robertson again. Uh, what was your next theme tune for us? Oh, God. Oh, my God. It's, uh, that's the was thing. It's Jay- 10 years ago now, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah 10 was years it Jay ago. going live for? I think it might have been, actually. Yeah, it would be about the same time. Yeah, yeah. That must be about the same time. And, You've uh, done several versions actually, of Jay going live for Yeah, you? yeah. It would probably would have been um, that as well as um, Sherlock Holmes. <gasps> yeah. How can we forget Holmes? I'm talking to him. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was my, what, well, first of all, what was your brief? What brief were you uh, given for Jago Lightfoot? Uh, I think it was a. Sometimes it's a case of I just go off and, and do a little bit of research, what sort of era and everything. And what's that? Tal- tal- talons, wasn't it? Talons of Wing Chang? Yeah, uh, Talons of Wing Chang. <laughs> I'm yes. terrible with pronunciations of words sometimes. I was called right, a mate. pedestrian. <laughs> Which is a pedestrian. <laughs> a pedestrian. <laughs> I rather like that. I, I think it's an Essex, I don't know. But, um, it's, a pedestrian uh, sounds like a pedantic <laughs> pedestrian, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> I got pulled aside once. You do know it's pedestrian. <laughs> but, but yeah, I knew. I was just joking. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. And I think, yeah, so I went off and researched and had a look, look into it. And um, uh, because obviously, since being with Big Finish, I've got into the classic doctors a lot more. Obviously, for you, were, you weren't really into it at the when time. Well, I, I, when I first started, I don't know off, whether your dog was into it, but yeah, <laughs> that, okay, they just have a little play fight. But uh, <laughs> the, um, I think uh, no, I, I obviously I grew up with Sylvester, so uh, in the eighties, and then obviously McGann's only one off in the in the nineties. Mm. Uh, mm. But me and a friend, actually, a good friend James, he 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 got me into Doctor Who when I was young, when we were younger, in eighties kids, as you do. Yeah. But But so I obviously you know missed out. On the fourth, fifth, sixth, I wasn't even around when the fourth was. Uh, well, actually, I was born the year he finished. I think actually. So. Oh right, okay, you <laughs> uh, youngster. Yeah. Yes. So, but um, that's that's what I did. I went back and watched how how does you know you want to get the idea of the sound of what what the tune's going to be, don't you? Really. Yes. And uh, and then go from there. And um, oh, it was a lot of harpsichords and mm. watching the original. How how I don't know who did the. Uh, Talons, who did it? I forget. For well, the music, Dudley yeah. Simpson. Dudley, was Dudley, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So many, so many of them back then, wasn't yeah. it? So, well, Dudley and well, no, Pete, Dudley Peter, Simpson did yeah. mo- most of exactly, it. Exactly, yeah, for, yeah. He was yeah. The, the, the main guy. And mm. um, it's just using it as an inspiration uh, yeah. to, to make the actual um, theme. And then obviously, just literally sitting there trying to make different ideas up of a melody. And um, see, sometimes I found that over the years, like. Um, Okay, when you're in theatre, as you know, um, if you're yeah. in a in, well musical theatre, if they're trying to get uh, people to sing, they're going ba 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 ba, and it's, uh, and they're trying to say, they might start saying the words. Now, for instance, um, with Doctor Who, you know, Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's what, how how I'm thinking. Jago and Lightfoot. All <laughs> oh, right, okay, that's brilliant. So, so you see what I mean? You start putting words out. Of how, oh, if we could do it like that, and then you start thinking, then you start transferring it to the keyboard, and Carter again. I mean, you said that's really interesting. That thing you said about short, like it's like a short story. I mean, what is 
the real difference between doing a piece of incidental music and, and a theme tune? What, what is it you look for in a theme tune when you hear one? Brevity. And also when you do one, brevity. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's that. I mean, you, you only have a limited amount of time to really set a scene. I mean, you've got to delve into an aesthetic. You've got to um, ideally give something uh, it's uh, something that people can latch onto, a little, a little um, earworm or a little hook. Uh-huh. Um, and it's it's also a great way if you are going on to compose for the series as well is to set up these themes so you can draw on them later and um, uh, evolve them and use them as this sort of leitmotif that goes throughout the whole series and ties everything together yeah. but it's it's just having that very short little spell you've got to get someone's attention you've got to kind of tell them what the upcoming story is about if it's you know if you've got something like the river, it's more much more of a Bond theme. It's much more elegant with uh, unit. It's harsh to the point, militaristic and very upbeat. And people can know what they're going to get when the th- when the series starts. I think it's all about condensing all that information into a very very short period of time, which is is challenging, but it's a lot of fun. You mentioned river there. I did. Um, how, how did you go about creating the earworm? You see, this is the sixty four million dollar question yeah. of the river theme because creating a, a a tune that's catchy, yeah, and and simple enough for people to remember, but for also to engage them. That's quite a trick, isn't it? It is, and I think the only way of doing it is just, it, for me, it's just improvising and experimenting, and I generally tend to sit at the piano, and I, I'm lucky, I've, mine's always sort of got microphones on it, so I turn that on, turn them on, and sit there and improvise, and go away, make a cup of tea, come back. And generally, over a period of time, you realise you might start coming back to the same thing, and if it gets into your ear and it gets sort of under your hands and you think, okay, this might have legs. And then that's when uh, go and start working it out on the computer and adding some extra orchestration, seeing if it works, seeing if you can take it into different scenarios. And when you've got a theme like that that's quite malleable, generally that's something that's going to work and that mm. will stick. I've, I've, Sounds like your time at university was vital. Uh, debatable. Expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, don't know how the money per hour ratio works out, but yeah. <laughs> But it gives you the tools, I suppose, to be able to um, take your creativity and structure it. Yeah, to a certain extent. I mean, there's the uh, there's always the, the two sides of it. With you, you have you know the inspiration, the idea, um, but then there's the boring slog of actually making it work and bringing it to life. I say boring slog; it's actually a lot of fun. But it is um, that's the work side of things when you start orchestrating. That's the grown up bit. Isn't that's it? the grown up bit. Yeah, when it when it's not just we all, we all have inspirational moments, but it's then you sit down and you graft for the other six to <laughs> turn it into a real thing. So sometimes you, you get, um, I know it happened before where I've got uh, dead themes that I've never used, that you come up with a great idea and you think this is going to be perfect. And then when you actually come down to work it out, it's just got no legs. And yeah. it works in that one particular little scenario on the piano or, you know, in this instrument. But you then try and change it or work it into a different scenario or morph it into something else and it just falls flat and it's, you know bit sad but you have to let them go and it's the it's the themes that you can really sort of play with and are much more malleable that are much more useful in the long term i think and they're the ones i think people generally tend to respond better to let's have a listen to the river song one
splendid chaps, both mm. of them. Yes, well, quite, quite. Well, moving on now, it is time to head to the randomoid section. Ooh. Put that in your l- navigation computers, everybody. It is now time for the randomoid selectron. So, yes. key you that epic music. Ooh, I just looked at my browser and got a picture of Jodie Whittaker oh, appearing on some. J- Jimmy's Friday Night Feast on Channel 4. That's where she's going to be appearing. Anyway. Is that where they have a, like, a nice feast and they sit and eat? And well, it looks eat. like she's going to do some cooking. Ooh, she's lovely. in the kitchen. I bet she's really? a dab hand in the kitchen. I could see her. Well, she certainly looks like she's got a, a mortar and pestle and she's really going for it. Good on her. Good on her. Yeah, more, I can, yeah, I can see her. Yeah. I reckon she, she could make a good pesto. Yeah. Um, I love that thing that they uh, tweeted of her. Uh, responding to all the negative tweets. So good, so she good. Was, she was ace, wasn't she? And that new trailer, I'm really, I really love the new trailer. Looks gorgeous, doesn't it? I, I'm Absolutely so, uh, gorgeous. I was so excited. I actually emailed Chris Chibnall to tell him how excited I was. What a creep! What a blooming creep I am. <laughs> anyway. I'm so excited. I can't, can't Mr. wait. Chibnall. Oh, Mr. Chibnall. Oh, at Mr. Grimsdale. Um, uh, right. So click the button. We're here. It is Countermeasures Series 2. Oh, how appropriate. Very appropriate and how fun as well. Well, I'm going to press Countermeasures. Wait for my... uh, Ah, there it is. Oh, and it's come up with Bernice Beyond the Sun. That's how good the search engine is on the Big (laughs) Finish site. Counter... Is it two words? Counter um, hyphen measures. Oh, hyphen. Okay, series. Is that series two the new countermeasures or the old one? Uh, the old one, series the two. Old ones, the old one. Yes. The, the old one. You know, the old one. Is this the one you worked on? No, I worked on series four. But I oh, understand goodness. that you worked on this one, Mr. Of music course. Man. Yes, I did the music for it. Let's hear the trailer anyway. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Countermeasures, Series 2. Hello? Is someone there? We have the warehouse around him. You have five seconds to retreat before we neutralize you. You'll be dead in five seconds. Gilmore can't run forever, sir. Hello, Captain Gilmore. Give yourself up now. We'll be for the best. Throwing grenades at us! No! Out of my way, woman! Don't do this, please! I'm break your neck! You oh, silly! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! You were right. I'm so sorry. We're in a lot of trouble. What the? Get oh, everybody priest for impact! I'm gonna try to fire up! Fire at will! I know I have the body of a weak and feeble woman, but I've got my hands on a nuclear reactor. Subscribers get more at bigfinish.com. Now, it may be that the trailer doesn't have my music on, because quite often the, the trailers got put together before my music was ready. I know when you did a trailer, you put my music on, because I supplied you with some cues, didn't you I? You gave me the big old job lot, yeah, and I just lifted, <laughs> lifted bits and bobs and put it on you there. Chose, you chose the best bits, I, I have to say. 
there was only two of them uh <laughs> no i love it i love i was really excited because i love all that well i think we're we're kindred spirits in in what we like musically yeah. as well and so i love all that sort of espionage spy 60s vibes and oh. funky flutes and yeah very very I was nicely in done doing that. Uh, it was it was all over or uh, yes i i mm, there is a little bit of countermeasures music that i just did recently but that's all top secret and there will be some for me to do in the future although not a series of countermeasures oh, it's all very secret mm. that's, I'm just I'm hoping that John Ryan will have lifted that bit of information out to put on Facebook uh, just in case you don't know about countermeasures the British government has created the countermeasures group a specialist team that investigates strange phenomena and dangerous technology so that's and it has the characters from remem- Remembrance Memembrance 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 of the Daleks uh, group captain Gilmore Rachel Jensen Alison Williams and a new character Sir Toby Kinsella um yeah and and it's a great series uh lots of great stories goodness me oh gosh i remember this one <gasps> yeah <laughs> I think what I love about the um, the countermeasures stuff actually is that um, it does actually feel like a like an old sort of 60s series. It very much when you put it in, it has that kind of vibe. It's very easy to to suspend your your disbelief and just you're there. You know, it's it's a wonderful yeah. and it's great fun as all the characters because as somebody that loved uh, Remembrance of the Daleks um, and loved those characters, I was so thrilled when Big Finish took countermeasures on. Um, yeah. And if you've not heard the countermeasure stuff, you know, get get involved and get on it. It was all David Richardson's idea, the producer, uh, and it was one of the, uh, those ideas that he suggested to Jason and I in a meeting once. And we kind of just, I don't know, the conversation went away from it. And then uh, several meetings later, uh, it wafted around again. And I said, oh, yeah. And David said, I said that months ago. <laughs> kind of, you ignored me and I was upset. But that, yeah. So we went, no, it is a good idea. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. And so um, Ben Aronovich was kind enough to let us have the rights for that, which is brilliant. Ben is a lovely chap. Um, and really, all I can talk about on it is the music, because what the way I used to do it is that I didn't read the scripts. I didn't know anything about it. I'd just receive the finished sound design and dialogue edit and I would just listen to it like a brand new thing and, and um, you know, uh, uh, understand the story from that, which is quite interesting and annoying for the director, Ken Bentley, because I'd occasionally say, well, I don't know what's going on here, you know, so I'd make them change things. <laughs> but that's, that's the awful price of having the executive producer doing your music <laughs> and i would sometimes uh, adjust the sound design a little bit but yes so uh, sh- what what are the main instruments i was using um flute, flute. yeah a lot of flute um a lot of tremolo strings vibraphone vibraphone yeah uh guitar electric guitar uh I, at this stage i was l- using a lot of muted trumpets oh like yes you were <laughs> noise you know uh because i i wanted to just capture like the black and white episodes of the saint have that sort of feeling going on david or david richardson always said it was uh countermeasures was in black and white definitely audio in uh, black and white that's yeah. it isn't it yeah and then when we went to the new countermeasures it was suddenly in color and i used lots of saxophones <laughs> and bit, bits of synthesizer stuff you know so um yeah i was just in heaven doing the music for it. oh and a lot of double bass 
Yeah, so uh, that's that's instantly what actually comes to mind. Actually, when I think about it, is a yeah. Oh, it's good. It's definitely well worth a listen. And if you're into the the music and the sound stuff, sound on. I think the first three box sets by Martin Montague and I think I worked on the fourth one Nick did music throughout all of them but they're all great fun they're really good in fact that was one thing I loved when I um, got given uh, Countermeasures Series 4 to work on um, I asked if I could go back and and listen to all the previous stuff to get an idea of what you know Mm. what, what was needed of me and what what was uh what was what was required um Mm -hmm. and uh I had just the best time just loving it I distinctly remember actually um it was evening walking the dog uh, around the block for some reason just as an excuse to listen to it outside and just I just for some you know when you just have I can't really remember anything else other than that but you know when like a place reminds you of what you were listening to at the time just remember that I just remember kind of the world at that particular moment thoroughly stuffed lots of spy espionage cold war goodies to enjoy so yeah highly recommend that one Rand pulled up a winner there uh, and you can get 20% off can't you 25% 25% even bam biggity boobah even better than that yeah wow. yeah 20, and, but, but, just remind you here and now that you have to go to bigfinish.com forward slash offers forward slash V for Victor don't know why forward slash randomoid and the code to write in is bug up and you'll get 25% off there we go well thank you very much Ram delivering the goods like a true postman Uh, fantastic stuff there but now of course as the podcast burbles incoherently to itself as it gently nods off <laughs> just time now for Nick and I to construct the present poppycock that constitutes a trailer for this very podcast <laughs> oh, right uh, right uh, okay uh, here we go Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, a podcast entitled Benny and Big Finish Music. I'm Nick Briggs. Here's Benji Clifford. Welcome, everybody, to the trailer for the podcast. This week, we discuss latest releases, Too Many Targets, Shilling and Sixpence, as well as other bits and bobs as we cruise along. Also, uh, the Big Finish News brings you news of the Seventh Doctor, the new adventures. There's a trailer. Uh, We talk about the new vinyl Doctor Who releases, uh, the short trips, a small semblance of home, and there's a clip from Starbeast. hmm? And also a really, really early clip of the Sinestrian Kill featuring the fourth doctor and his new companion wpc and kelso and if that's not enough to whet your appetite then we have more because this week we continue our chats with howard carter and jamie robertson big finishes sound gurus and music connoisseurs that's right but we've also got drama tease haven't we nick yes uh it's uh, the first 15 minutes of beneath summerfield the story so far volume one well there we go Ladies, gents, people all around the world, this is the Big Finish podcast. Tune in. Uh, well, that that I don't know. I don't know whether that was adequate or not. That trailer. I think it was a pretty slick operation. Really? Well, until the end. <laughs> you know. mm, fair enough. Fair point. And so, time now for our 15-minute drama tease, and we return to Big Finish's roots, our lovely, lovely roots, to a futuristic archaeologist 
who gets herself into all sorts of scrapes throughout space and time. Doing. It's the uh, first 15 minutes from Bernie Summerfield, the story so far, and an episode called Ever After Happy, which is so difficult for me to say, uh, by James Goss. And with that little tweak from Jarvash, take a bow, you smug thing. That's your exobiology revision done. Now, if anyone needs any relationship advice, obviously lurk behind one of those laurentrees trees with hankies and or biscuits and we'll talk it through. Although they don't deserve you and you're better off without them. Otherwise, clear off back to your dorms and don't forget to leave a lettuce leaf for the turtle on your way out. Mm. Thanks, okay, Professor Summerfield. Good night. Night, Simon. Watch out for any shooting stars. Professor, that nickname's going to stick. Right then, let's start on my rounds of the trees. Don't have time for this, really. Anyone? Anyone? Come on, there's got to be someone. Rajel? Surely you've got back together with Gonam and we all know how that'll end again. No? Actually, no one. I'm genuinely talking to myself. Well, I can always toast these marshmallows and look at the stars. There are worse things in life. The stars are beautiful. I wonder if they'll invade tonight. Who's there? I said, who's there? Come on. If it's a student, don't be shy. If you're from the principal, then... Well, yes, I am technically hiding illegally in academy grounds, but I prefer to think of it as an informal sublet. Hello? Oh, come on, whoever it is you want something, come out. Good evening. Oh. Hello? Sorry, I didn't mean to startle you. I, I really didn't. What were you doing? I was watching you. That sounds... Uh, creepy, I know. Sorry. Who are you? Don't worry. I, I'm just a gardener. My name's... Wintergreen. you going to stand there watching me? Long enough. Long enough for what? Uh, you're welcome to help me plant some bulbs. <laughs> no, thank you. Hmm. Suit yourself. <coughs> Look, it's just... Um, sorry, you didn't tell me your name. Bernice. Everyone calls me Benny. Benny. Yeah, of course they do. Benny, you're an outcast living wild in the grounds of a military academy. Yeah. Do you really think you should be stalking my every move? I'm not sure it's the best tactic for remaining unnoticed. The principal and I have an unspoken understanding. Oh, yes. Well, more or less. We leave each other alone. Like rival gods. 
neither of us quite believes in the other. Mm, I see. So why are you interested in me? You're new. New? Gosh. This academy is on an asteroid hidden near the front line of a massive space war. The students here are being trained up to lead the next wave. We have to be on the lookout for infiltrators. I'm a gardener. Of course you are. In which case, why are you planting winter flowering bulbs in the spring? Well, I thought so. I hate myself sometimes. She's obviously a spy. Obviously? Yes. Perhaps she's just a terrible gardener. And it can't be easy recruiting people to come out here. Simon, that's not it. You're paranoid. I'm paranoid? I'm the one being searched for right now. There are actual armed cadets combing the woods for me. As we speak. Paranoid. You're sure they're searching for you? What's hardly likely to be your turtle. Pay no attention to us, Squidgy. He's putting on weight. Squidgy is a free-range turtle. He's always nipping off to nibble on some grass. Perhaps he's the spy. (laughs) I'll tell Dad about that when I phone him tonight. Not coming to see me later, then. Afraid I have to skip it. You know what family like. Oh, sorry. It's fine. And at the moment, well, I've got to be careful being seen around you. Sure. Just don't want you failing that test. That search party's getting close. Yeah. They're on to us. Hold your turtle to chew more quietly. Traitor. Oh, fine. You lot, I've searched over here. Nothing doing. Let's try the quadrant by the stream. Okay, Captain, go back the way. Okay. Catch you later, Professor. Gotta love a man in uniform. Played. You're very good at tennis. Thanks. Uh, thanks. Sorry. I think a few of the balls may have hit those rhododendron bushes. Which ones are they? Uh, those. Oh, right. <laughs> you are the new gardener, aren't you? Uh, yes, of course. Just taking some cuttings for composting. <laughs> You're Simon Kyle, aren't you? Benny's friend. Yes. And yes. Do you like her? I'm a friend. Why are you asking? I mean, sorry, but, you know, someone new turns up on campus, starts asking questions... I like her too. And I can't tell you how long I've been waiting to tell you this, but... If you're thinking of betraying her to the Academy, don't. It'll break her heart. I wasn't. Why would I? I make sure the patrols miss her. We all do. Oh, but uh, even with her suspicious behaviour and the principal on the lookout for spies? No, not Benny. Not the professor. I'm glad to hear it. Has she talked to you about me? Only, 
You know my name. No, uh... She has, hasn't she? She really thinks I'd betray her? No, not at all. Honestly, not. Don't bother lying. I see what it's really like. She's out there in the woods and she's spending too much time alone. She no longer trusts her friends. Not even me. It's not like that. I mean, she has concerns. Concerns? But you know, that time of heightened tension, who isn't going to be a little bit paranoid? She thinks I'm plotting against her. I do more every day to make sure the patrols miss her. I ensure the wrong people don't get rotated to go and look for her. I do all that and she thinks... She thinks... Oh, unbelievable. No, wait. Thanks for telling me how it really is. But if you'll excuse me, I need to be alone. Simon, Simon, come back. Oh, what have I done? And now she won't talk to me. Or even look at me in class. Well, that, that's all very sad for us. That, uh... Do you think it's over? Never give up. That's what I say. What's her body language like? Sorry? When she's avoiding you, does she keep her arms tucked in or open? Um, open. Then there's some hope. Thing is... It means you've really screwed up. You've got to find out what it is you've done, and then whatever it is, you've got to apologise for it. But I haven't done anything. Find out, apologise, mean it. Okay. Good. How many people came out tonight? No, Simon, for instance. I mean, I'd have thought, with exams looming... We've extra classes. Uh-huh. You're shifting around when you say that. We're on high alert. The enemy fleet is close by. Right. The principal says they'll try to infiltrate the academy as they pass. Got you. Wipe out the next wave of generals. Wait. Is that why they've been searching the woods for the last few days? Do they... Do they think the spy's me? None of us do. And Simon? Have you been speaking to anyone? No! Well, yes, obviously. You lot, extra tuition, dealing with your problems, that's all I do here. Good. And since you asked, Simon's been making sure the search parties avoid your camp. Has he? Well, that's news to me. Professor? I think I need to clear the air. Forget it, Benny! Leave me alone! Come back, Simon! Stop being childish! <clears throat> Sorry to interrupt. Is everything okay? Oh, it's you. Yes! <laughs> me. Just gardening. I'm watering the lawn. It rained last night. Oh, that's just due. <laughs> Was that Simon? You two still friendly, yes? Yes. Well... No, he's behaving really oddly. Have I done something wrong? I don't know. Have you? Obviously not. He's just been avoiding me for some reason. I tried asking him about it and he was all polite ice. Now obviously I shouted at him. You've really screwed up. You've got to find out what it is you've done and then whatever it is, you've got to apologise for it. What's that? 
Oh, um, just something someone said once. It doesn't matter. It sounds like bobbins if you ask me. It's like he doesn't trust me. And he's... He's my best friend here. But... Well, maybe. Don't go telling me he's not worth it. You could sell plastic dolls of him. I really wouldn't rely on my taste in men. It's fine. Sort it out myself. Oh, what a mess! Goddess! Do you have to? Oh, I'm sorry. Are you a nun or something? No, I'm just a gardener. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry about all this. Why? It's not your fault. Um, no. Exactly. If you'll excuse me, I have to get back to my camp. I need to learn how to make voodoo dolls. Run for two up this tree. Come up. What? How? Uh, rope ladder. <laughs> Welcome aboard. <sighs> Get your breath back. Pretty hard. Yeah, fairly important, actually. That search party is coming this way, and your choking may well give us away. We're above the gas here. If you just breathe gently, you'll find you want to die a little bit less in a moment or two. Thanks. What are you doing up a tree? I'm a gardener. Right. What are you doing up a tree? Uh, the principal seems to have taken against me. Suddenly he stopped tolerating his local lovable outlaw. <sighs> anyway, the search party's moving on. So there's probably no harm in me getting down. Not just yet. They really are looking for you. See? Over there. That flickering light? It's your camp. They've set it on fire. What? I'm sorry. They're not giving up this time. Simon. What do we do now? Oh, since we're stuck up here, let's have a chat, shall we? This is going to be a long night. Isn't it? You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe.